Hi, everyone. Today we have Jason Goldberg on my podcast. He is an entrepreneur, an author, a coach, and he's single. <laughs> and he agreed to come on my show and give his point of view of dating as a single guy in Los Angeles. Thank you for coming on, Jason. I'm so happy to be here, and I wish every podcast host would announce my relationship status at the beginning. I probably wouldn't be single anymore. As many podcasts as I do, it probably would be done by now. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Sure. And while we're at it, I'm sure some listeners will be curious. How old are you? Dang, we're going right. So so my birthday is actually this coming Wednesday. It is. Yes, and I will be 41. 41. 41 years old, yes. You're 41. Why were you not at my 40th birthday last year? Can we just I, segue right away into me judging you and shaming wait, you for not being at my birthday? What did you do for your birthday? We went to, well, this is- Did when, you invite me? I, I'm, I'm positive I invite, well, I thought I invited you. I gave a list to Nita, so Nita may have dropped the ball, but this is when the world was still open because it was February, so it was right before the world shut down, but we did dinner at Toca Madera, and then we went to Warwick afterwards, and it was so much fun. She did not invite me. Well, then screw her, <laughs> and she is now dead to us. Now we can move on. Sorry about that. So yes, I am almost 41. Okay. Oh my gosh. Happy early birthday. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Okay. So you're 41, yeah. and where are you from? Originally from North Miami Beach. Moved to Orlando when I was two, not by myself, like the family moved to Orlando when I was two. And then I was in Florida until I was 34, and then I moved to Raleigh, North Carolina for three years. So I was in Orlando for pretty much my entire life, and like the same three-mile radius too, like really tight little area. And uh, and then I moved to LA like a little over, like three, actually almost three and a half years ago now. So you've lived in different places. You also travel a lot. Yes. Well, so, used well, to. I mean, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. pre-COVID. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you find dating in L.A. compared to other places? Is it different? Well, I mean, it's really hard for me to say because I was married for, well, I was with my ex-wife for 12 years, but we married for 10 years. We met in undergrad. So I was in my 20s when we met, and then we were together for 12 years. So then once I became single again, I was single in Raleigh, but then I left Raleigh immediately after the breakup and moved here. So I mean, like there were no dating apps the last time I was single. The last time I dated, I was in my early 20s. So like this is brand new and it's all happening in L.A. for me. So how is it different? Uh, it's it's all a brand new thing for me. But L.A. has its its thing. I'm trying to figure out if what people say is true about L.A. Because people say in L.A. that like people are really fickle and they're kind of noncommittal. And there's this always looking over your shoulder to see if there's a better option kind of thing. And I'm just trying not to buy into those stories because if I start believing that's the case, then that's probably what I'm going to find. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I I mean, I know people who are in relationships who live in LA. Yeah. <laughs> you do as well. Right. It is possible. It is absolutely possible. Yeah, yeah <laughs> It yeah. is possible. And yeah, being in that f mindset is, I mean, you're like you said, you're just going to look for all the reasons to prove that you're right, probably, yeah, absolutely, right? absolutely. Okay, so are you dating anyone right now? I'm not dating anyone right now. Do you want to be dating someone right absolutely, now? Absolutely, yes. I'm a partner guy. Like, I, this is the thing. Like, when I got out of my marriage, I had friends that were like, dude, go, you know, go on a, an F-fest. Like, just bang everything that moves and do all this stuff. And I'm like... Yeah, it doesn't really appeal to me. I'm just I'm a partner guy. Like I'm a I'm a I'm a partner. I'm just a partnership guy. So yeah, I'm I'm always I'm always long term relationship minded. I think I have been since I was like a teenager. I can tell. Yeah, you are husband material. <laughs> Thank you very sure. much. Thank you. <laughs> you are husband material. But wait, why do you say that? Now I have questions. I could just tell. Well, when I met you, you you were still with your ex wife. Yeah, well, number right. one, that you've been married before guess, and yeah. just because someone's divorced i i mean some people have a lot of shame around divorce mm -hmm. i how do you feel about that because I, I don't feel that way at all yeah yeah well it's weird because i used to have this thing my whole my whole thing about marriage was like 
you never even think about divorce. And it wasn't a religious thing. I wasn't brought up religious. I don't have any strong religious beliefs in either direction, in any direction, I should say. But with me, it was always you, you do whatever it takes to work it out. Like you've committed to the person, you do whatever it takes to work it out. And that made a lot of sense to me until it didn't. And then I realized that there are certain people, and it's super cliche, but cliches are around for a reason, that people are in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Sometimes it's multiples of those things. Sometimes it's one of them. Sometimes it can be all of them in, in different, different periods of life. So what I really got about my marriage is that it had truly run its course, provided a ton of love and a ton of healing for both parties involved, and it needed to transition for a number of reasons. And we can, we can talk about all that. But, but because of that, I have no shame in that. And I also have, and I'm also not jaded about marriage. Being like, oh, well, that's, marriage is stupid. I'm never getting married again. No, that was a beautiful relationship that had a lot of wonderful qualities and it needed to end. May I ask, why did it end? Yeah, I mean, there's the quote reason that it ended that like is very clear to point to, but I think there was there were other things as well that are the reasons it needed to end. The, the high level reason it ended is because my wife had questioned her sexuality for years and kind of finally came to this realization that she was a lesbian. And I had known early on in our relationship that she had thought she was bisexual or she was bisexual at one point and she had brought up to her mother when she was younger that she thought she was gay and her mom was like, no, 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 we don't do that here. That's That's not okay. And she had a lot of trauma around stuff with men in the past. And so I think, I think I was brought into her life to help her heal some of that trauma around men. She was there to help me heal a lot of my issues around feeling lovable and enough. And we, you know, we, when we met and, and when we were together, I was at my highest weight. I was 332 pounds at one point and like all these different things. And so we were kind of there for each other through all those things. But one of those things that I think she had to heal through was finally realizing and finally admitting to herself what her true sexual identity was. And then that's kind of why we parted ways. That was the, that was the top level reason we parted ways. But I think at a deeper level, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know how this works yet. And I'm still trying to find, I, I have maybe one or two models I can point to that prove that this is possible. But I think there is part of a long-term relationship where the energy between the people does change after a while, right? It's not, it's never going to be, well, I, I guess I shouldn't say never. I doubt it's going to be the same level of sizzle and passion 12 years in as it is 12 days in or 12 weeks in. And so I, I noticed looking back now that we had really transitioned so much more into friends and there wasn't a lot of passion there. But again, that could have also been because of her struggling with her, her sexual identity stuff. So I say all that to say that I have a couple of models of people who have been together for decades and they still seem to have crazy amounts of passion and everything else for each other. So I'm holding hope that that's available. And I'm also okay with a long-term relationship meeting. At some points, there are some transition points and you adapt and you grow into those together. Right. I'm learning that as well. Yeah. You, know, you guys, it, been, is it five years now? It's been five years yeah. now. And so, yeah, I'm learning. And I think having those role models of married couples where you admire their marriage or almost you would like, I want to emulate what you have. Yeah, you know, absolutely. What, what are you doing to keep the passion alive? Or yep. And I've seen it. I've seen like some of the things they do. Like one of the things they do that I love is, and it sounds so, it, it sounds so basic, but they have their weekly date nights. But the thing about like a date night is I think it's so easy to, to make a date night into like, we're going to go to dinner. We're going to go to a movie back when we could go to dinner and go to movies. Um, but it can be like this thing, like then it's just another checkbox. They do this thing where they lived in Chicago. Now they moved to Hawaii. But when they were in Chicago and when they could leave the house every week, I think it was Thursdays, they would spend the entire day apart. They wouldn't see each other. Like first thing in the morning, they would go their separate ways. They wouldn't see each other all day. Then they would meet in the city and have some like really like nice, some kind of nice dinner and would stay at a hotel in the city 
and he would always bring some kind of gift for her. It didn't have to be something big. It wasn't like a diamond necklace all the time. I'm sure sometimes it was something really nice, but just something really thoughtful. And the fact that they really took themselves out of their typical environment and were super intentional about it, and it's a non-negotiable every week, I think that's one of those practices that is, that's, that's huge. That sounds really nice. For myself, what I think, I mean, it's hard right now because traveling is kind of limited, but traveling right. is usually that thing for me of yeah. seeing, because I like it because it's, yeah, it's just new. It puts you in a new headspace. But for now, we're doing what, <laughs> you yeah. do what you can do. So while, while we're on that subject because of COVID, has dating, is it more challenging right now because of what's going on? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I just, you know, I'm, how do I say this? Meeting people is, is challenging for me because I don't like the apps. Okay. So are just, you are you on them? I'm on them, but I'm just – I never count on anything good coming out of the apps. But so it, it's just – yeah, you I just can't don't. If you expect that, of I, course you're going to get that. I totally get that. I, I Believe me. And I'm, I'm open to having that shifted. Like this can totally turn into a coaching and therapy session for me around my, my stories on the apps. I feel like I, I would rather meet somebody through my circle just because they're kind of pre-vetted. And that's always the challenge, I think, with real life versus the apps is that on the apps, there's tons of inventory and no intimacy. And in real life, there's much more intimacy, but much less inventory. Yes. Right. And so it's balancing that. And for me, the more inventory thing doesn't have enough of a redeeming quality for me, at least in my current mindset, but I'm open to changing that to focus on it. Whereas I feel like the circle of people that I'm in, like the first person I really seriously dated after my, uh, after my wife is somebody I met through my circle of friends, who I actually had known for five years before we even started dating. But I've only really dated one person off of the app, like an extended period of time. And um, I don't know that. It didn't, it didn't go <laughs> it was up. Not, yeah, Ajit and Nita were not a fan of her at all. Uh, yeah, so, so my experience with the apps has not been great so far. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's fair. I will say, because I photographed wedding for 15 years, yeah. I'd say like 50% of the couples met on apps online. Really? Yeah. It's so interesting. So it is possible. I usually like to tell people it's it's just another method of right. meeting someone. But if you don't feel good about going on it, I usually say don't go on it because you're it's going to be like depressing. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm okay with it. I think I think part of my issue too is uh not an issue, but it just it is what it is for me is that I am I'm not like a serial dater and I'm pretty picky. And I think that's part of my challenge with the app as well is that I don't get enough of a sense of people to even know if I want to like try something and being, you know, being busy and, and also being somebody who's, you know, long-term relationship minded, I really don't have a lot of time to just like date around and just be a, with a bunch of random people. And it's funny cause I'm in, I'm in a men's group and we had this conversation the other night. It was so funny cause one of the guys in the group was bringing up the exact opposite thing that he's seeing some girl, he really likes her. He's pretty sure she's not the one and he wants to keep dating her, but she wants a commitment. And a lot of the other guys in the, in the, in the group are like, yeah, I can totally, I totally feel you. And I'm like, I'm the, I'm the opposite. I'm like, if I think a girl's not going to be my person, I'm out. I'm not going to keep spending time just hanging out. I don't, that's not for me. I may not know when somebody is my person, but I know when they're not. Got it. And so you said you're picky. So what are you looking for? I don't, you know, as far as like type is concerned, I don't have a type at all. I know one of the things I go for a lot energetically is I really like youthful energy, like joyful, playful, light, youthful energy. That's just something that I always look for. And I can see it like I'd spot it immediately in somebody before they even open their mouth. You can just see it. You, you know what this looks like. You can just tell. So that's a big thing for me. And also I'm, I'm realizing more and more that I'm kind of a sapiosexual. Like I really enjoy being able to have like deep conversations, intellectual conversations and like and to learn from 
my partner, I was actually just telling somebody this other night, I was listening to this woman's podcast who I'm not really physically attracted to. She's, she's an attractive girl, but like, I'm not physically attracted to her. And the more I listen to her podcast, I'm like, God, this girl's so hot. Like there's just something because of the way she talks and the way, yeah, the way she shares her message and the way she's, you know, tells stories. So I think that's a big part of it for me is making sure that I can have good intellectual conversation. Somebody that has youthful, joyful energy. I typically do tend to look for women who are entrepreneurs or at least have the flexibility of an entrepreneur so that when we can travel more, that we have flexibility and we have openness to do that. That's part of it. I do tend to go, I guess if there's anything physical I go for, I tend to go for, for shorter women. I, I like women who are shorter, usually like five, 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 six and, and shorter. I like, so that's kind of a type thing for me. But beyond that, I mean, if you look at the women I've dated and been with, like they're all across the board as far as ethnicities and looks and, and everything else. And when you say youthful, just to clear things up, that's energy, correct? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's an energetic thing. I mean, you just know by looking at somebody if they if they really and this is not a judgment at all. We have been through some crazy shit as a, as a world the last year. But there's something about people who you can tell they take life on in a very heavy manner. And there's nothing wrong with those people at all. And and I'm happy to be friends with those people and to help them in any way I can as a friend. But as far as a partner, I think there's so much, I mean, even for myself being an entrepreneur, like I'm known for being kind of the joyful, playful guy, but left to my own devices, I take myself and my work way too seriously. So like, I'm also, I'm always doing that work on myself to try to stay in a lighter place. I want to make sure I'm with somebody who's also doing their best to stay in a light place. Not that you can't experience heavy emotions. We all do that. It's a human experience, but just this desire to be in more of a light, playful place whenever possible. And what have some of your relationship patterns been oh god <laughs> this is this is where this is where i go from being a viable prospect to oh let's we'll check out christine's show next week uh you know what i what i really learned from my last so the first real serious relationship i've had since my wife and i broke up so we split in 2017 and then my next serious relationship started in uh summer of 2019 and we dated on and off between summer of 2019 and probably March or April of 2020. And I think I learned something really big about myself there. <laughs> and it's my, uh, it's, it's a bit about my attachment style and how, uh, I guess this actually goes back to something that I'm really, that I go for, like my type is empathy is so important for me. I need to have a supporter there with me. That was something my ex-wife was really great about. She was really good at supporting me. She didn't try to fix things. She didn't get freaked out if I was stressed. It was just like, babe, you got this, right? It's, it's cool. You got this. You're going to figure it out. And having just some level of support and empathy. And that was a challenge for this last relationship that I was in. And while it's easy for me to point the finger and be like, well, she wasn't able to support me and she wasn't able to do this and that, which was my initial thought, right? That's initially, I'm not like this spiritually evolved person in that relationship. I was like, this is her problem. This is her fault. And then I realized that I was actually trying to get her to reward me for times that I was kind of being a little victim-y and a little whiny. And so there was actually some, a beautiful gift in there that, yeah, she could have come, she could have done more in the way of supporting me in the way that I wanted to be supported. And I also needed to work on not sulking if I didn't get my way about something and wanting her to notice that I was upset and coming to be like, oh, poor baby, let me take care of you. What did I do wrong? And so I think that's one pattern that I've become much more aware of since that relationship ended is taking even more personal responsibility for how I show up when my needs are not being met in a relationship. That's a good one. You're very self-aware. 
it's not my first rodeo, but I'm still single. So I don't know. Maybe it's a, it's a good awareness, but something, something's not there yet. But, but yeah, no, it was, that was a big learning lesson for me and for her as well. Like we've had great conversations about it and she now gets some of the things that she needed to work on. And, and I admit the things I need to work on and we're friends now and that's all great. But yeah, that was, that was not going to work in that current incarnation. Okay, great. Well, we're going to do this as part one and then we'll have you again for part two to continue. Sweet talking about dating and relationships as a single guy in LA. Thank you for listening, everyone. If you've enjoyed the show, please give it five stars and write a review. It helps my rankings and I really, really appreciate it. And if you're interested in my book to read or gift to a friend, it's called Show Up, Finding Love for Independent Women and it's available on Amazon. Have a great day.